Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop nice you know we forgot to say literally any part of that in last week's episode i guess just because we were a so freaked out about mater being the president and b so relieved that trump will one day not be the acting president Mm -hmm. and uh this week we're going hardcore on the structure because, uh, quite frankly, I'm feeling a bit under the weather. Womp womp. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an idea for an intro in which we sang, uh, or I guess maybe just read the lyrics to Drowning Pools, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. Or is it just Hit the Floor? Who knows? Or Let the Bodies? Who knows? I would go for maybe just Bodies. Yeah, but we didn't want to do that because we're both tired and John is apparently not feeling too great. Mm-hmm. So pretend we did that, because that's what this week is about. B- bodies. <laughs> dead ones, specifically. Dead bodies. Dead yeah. bodies of all kinds, or just car dead bodies? Vehicle or, dead bodies. Or the I opposite. Would say. What if we talked about human dead bodies? I mean, if we can relate it, which, as I'm sure, if you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, then yeah, we could relate it <laughs> to all the right. cars first. Sounds uh, good to me. Uh, but I think we should maybe start a little more basic, a little more reined in, and just talk about what do they what do they do with the cars after they die? Okay, okay. We'll get we'll get to the humans and how we can connect it a little later. Well, let's maybe discuss car burial or or death traditions. Okay. So what do we know, John? We do know. That cars can be crushed into cubes in our world yes. and in theirs. Well, that does lead me into the question from Liz. <laughs> okay, let's go for it. <laughs> Both of us, our significant others are named Elizabeth. They ask us questions. We don't tell you which one's which. That's the whole joke. Uh, this week comes from one of them, and it's, what if they just crush them into cubes to get rid of them? <laughs> Okay, so not recycled, but also not preserved? I I think when we were talking about it, uh, we were comparing it to, like, burial seems fairly one-to-one for cars. Like, Mm -hmm. if there is some sort of burial rite, uh, it would just be they bury the cars. But maybe cubing them is more akin to cremation. Okay, so more akin as in they just straight up melt them down? You know, we didn't get that far, but that is, is that why they crush cars into cubes? Is it to just make them take up less space or to make them melt better? 
they make them take up less space, and then they just stack large uh, cube-based hunks of metal. Sure. It's like Lego for adults who also have to deal with bad smell. Well, that's one way to think of it. So... I think I th- I like what you're going with with like uh, melting down the materials, uh, being like full cremation, full like even maybe more full than like human rights of cremation of like returning to the world, but cubing them maybe just be like a an in between between burial and cremation then of just like it puts them somewhere. Okay. Now, we're not talking about the very obvious uh, thing we should be talking about. We're talking about these cars. Yeah. We're talking about crushing up their bodies. Yeah. We're not talking about crushing up their squishy bits, are we? We're not talking about the squishy bits, Johnny, no. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. What happens to the squishy bit? Do they keep it in the cube? Now, that's interesting, because, like, even if they don't cube it, Keeping the squishy bit in the car and then burying it, that's like a ready-made coffin, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like uh, like Egyptians, like the pharaohs, like they're buried with like their possessions, only like it's, you Which know. Which does them, bring me to my of. fun fact of the day. Okay, go for it, Johnny. All right. When looking into this fact that I remembered from my childhood, uh, there was a very rich man who decided he wanted to be buried in his car it was a million dollar bentley that's the quote from everplans.com and uh the the trouble with the story was a lot of people were angry that this man was wasting this valuable car and uh the man essentially retorted uh i'm being buried with my possession a thing that i care about that has a lot of value but i'm giving up something that has a lot more value that I'd like everyone else to consider giving up when they're dead. And that's my organs. So this okay. very rich man uh, was buried with his very expensive car and used that as a time to spread a message of donating your organs, which is important and valuable and nice. That's huh. my fun fact of the day. That's a very interesting... Because like I can see a little bit where people are coming from with like, don't bury this car. Like, mm-hmm. he turned it around pretty well. Good for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. Decided to be an organ donor, probably. So there's precedent of people being... Was he buried with it or buried in it? Like, I was discussing, like, it would be his coffin, almost. I've seen many a thing where people are buried in the car, and I uh-huh. feel like he was buried in the car. But I am going to need to look for a minute just to see. I think we can probably assume he was buried in it because like just buried sort of near it is kind of weird (laughs) unless again you are an Egyptian pharaoh and just have a bunch of stuff then like you wake up in the room and you're like ah here's all of my things but if it's just one thing be in it you know oh Lucas Uh uh-huh Lucas oh Lucas nope 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 he's not dead oh he just has plans to be buried in this car. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. He buried his car. He's not in it. He's not in it. Because he's nope. alive. Nobody's in it. Because he's alive? Yep. He's yeah. alive. Is he gonna... His, his car d- dig has it been up? buried. Nope. He wanted to bury his car so he can, quote, 
drive around the afterlife in style. Okay, now this is okay. I'm I'm I flipped back around. Not on his message about organ donation. Organ donation is super noble and very important. But no, yeah, just burying the car ahead of your death, separate from you. That's a little. That's no, I don't like that. Now I'll go ahead and read this quote. Uh huh. People condemn me because I wanted to bury a million-dollar Bentley. In fact, most people bury something a lot more valuable than my car. Sure. And then he goes on to say, they bury hearts, livers, lungs, eyes, kidneys. This is absurd. So many people waiting for a transplant, and you will bury your healthy organs that will save so many lives. So it was a statement that he did not want to wait until he was dead to make. I don't know, man. Are they? And it was a way to kick off Brazil's National Organ Donation Week. Yeah, okay. Maybe when he dies, they will dig a hole and find the Bentley and put him in it and then rebury it. That's fine. I mean, it's all fine when it comes down to it, I guess. It's his th- car. He can bury it if he wants to, but like... I think the idea is he wants to have his body used as much as possible after he's dead and he doesn't necessarily care if he is buried okay we're not i'm not gonna figure this guy out (laughs) which brings me lucas to what if this man is burying this car so that when he dies his soul become it (laughs) will go into the car and rise from the grave as as unto a zombie okay so okay now okay (laughs) You're saying that this real person has buried a car, so he will re- be reborn in the car's verse. Not necessarily in the car's verse, but as his car may be beginning the car's verse. I'm not saying that's his reason for doing it. I'm You're just saying, saying it might happen. We don't know that that's not his reason for doing it. And again, whether or not it's his reason, it might happen. You know, mm-hmm. maybe this <laughs> is the formula. We don't know that this isn't how it works. Okay. We do know that he would have to be the last person who drove the car. Which I gotta assume he he was, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And the only way he could have messed this up... Is if he never drove the car. (laughs) A, yeah. I was worried about that, him being a rich person owning a car. Uh, But B, if just to, like, get it positioned to go into the hole... Like, one of the construction workers just had to, like, jump in it real quick and back it up a little bit. Then... Oh, no. Then it's ruined. <laughs> this this uh, this worker who's just trying to do his job accidentally stole this car body. Yeah, and uh, when he goes, you know, maybe he'll be the car. Now, does... He'll be the car, but, like, buried six feet underground. That's not a problem for zombie car. Yeah, zombie car could escape that, probably. Get some serious damage but you know that's fine i guess yep 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 yep. that's fine i guess okay let me rewind my brain a bit to find what we were talking about is the squishy bit in the car whenever whatever happens yes Mm -hmm. or do they have a separate right for them okay i think it's really important to determine if the car is considered part of them or not. Cause like if it's considered a tool or like 
you know, an Iron Man suit, I could see them just burying the squishy bit and fully just recycling the car bits. Mm-hmm. But even if it's like considered clothes, like people ain't buried naked most of the time. True, true. But we are naked under our clothes. Well, yeah, I guess, man. Uh... And when they're in their car forms, yeah. the thing they think of as clothing would be their paint job. Yeah. So what if they take the squishy bit out and paint it? Horrifying. I hate that. <laughs> good, good, good. So we're not uh, we're not saying that is my answer, but fair enough. I think I think if they bury the cars, which we still haven't determined that they do, uh, which I'll bring up some evidence that maybe they don't after a while. I think if they bury them, no matter what, squishy bits in car because it either works as clothing if they're in a giant casket of some sort or as the casket itself Hmm. but like cremation i could see now okay because i could see like them separating the car from the squishy bit and cremating the squishy bit and recycling the car bits because those seem thematically similar Mm -hmm. but would the recycling just sort of take care of the squishy bit part too? You see, the squishy bit is going to be organic, and organic things tend to be able to break down a lot more effectively. So maybe they just don't worry about it. Maybe it's even of... a situation where, with the cremation process, they set a heat to a certain uh, degree, and then the f- the flesh just kind of gets burnt out. Yeah, and, like, I was gonna say, like, usually with cremation, there is something very symbolic in, like, spreading the ashes, uh, like, returning them to a place that they really jive with or whatever. But, like, I don't know. If they just get cremated while they're being recycled, then I feel like the ashes would get mixed in with the, like, metal which seems like really thematically powerful for like, yeah, you're fully going into helping our car society progress. Now, this brings me to yet another fun fact of the day. Okay, lay it on. However, this one isn't going to be as factual. It's a factoid that I have seen that is almost certainly true, but I do not have the source in front of me right now. Sure. And it's the idea that uh, there were cultures in the past that used to try and imbue their weapons and armor with the spirit of an animal. So they would take the animal, or parts of it, pretty much bone, uh, and they would uh, melt that into the forge of the weapon. Now the thing is, organic creatures on this earth are carbon-based life forms. Sure. That means they have a good amount of carbon in them and the carbon when mixed with steel well not steel with iron uh created a very rudimentary form of steel meaning that in trying to imbue their weapons with some sort of spiritual power they were actually making their weapons stronger by having this living thing be inside of it i really hope that factoid's correct because that's cool as hell man yep one of you look that up Tell us, tell, tell us if it's right. Yeah, do it for us. 
And you know, we don't know what the squishy bit is. Maybe, maybe it just every generation of metal gets stronger and stronger as it's reused and has more. I don't know, magic car energy, car person energy, and like, and like the carbon and whatnot put into it. Mm-hmm. Now, this does bring me to something uh, that is unfortunate in regards to specifically this. Uh, fun fact of the day number three. Uh, sure, 95% of all vehicles are reclaimed in regards to reduce, reuse, recycle. So that's nice. That's from popularmechanics.com. Uh, but the thing is, cars, at least recent cars, a lot of the metal is aluminum. And introducing carbon into aluminum isn't going to make steel. So by introducing that organic bit, you're not going to be turning iron into steel. So that strengthening might not be anything at all. Okay, but I'm going to, I don't care, man. I'm going to, I liked the thematic of that. I'm going to say it does make the cars stronger and stronger. Who knows? Maybe Uh, there's some other uh, base life form, the squishy bit. And maybe that, when fused with aluminum, makes it work better. Yeah, you know, the science just isn't there yet. That's why we're having these early hypotheses. Hypotheses? Mm -hmm. That sounded better. Uh, But one wrench I'll throw into this discussion that hasn't even gotten that far yet is that we have had a discussion in the past uh, about burial rites and what we think could happen. Uh, And that was based around uh, a certain scene in the Radiator Springs 500 and a half. Okay. uh, In which Lightning McQueen and a group of just sort of jerk other racers uh, stumble into a forest that has a bunch of empty car husks in it. Okay. And we weren't sure that this was like a cemetery. I swear I can remember like seeing a headstone in there somewhere, but I could be misremembering it. Hmm. But I think we went back and forth on either a, they just sort of put the husks out in nature uh, and let them sort of decay and rust and let, and these had been there so long that the squishy bits had fallen away because she could see inside of them or B, this was a grizzly murderers like dump site. (laughs) Uh, not just any grizzly murderer, probably, probably Mater. good old Mater. Probably uh, Mater. But also, there was a third uh, proposed reasoning behind it, and that Go was, ahead. of course, uh, Elephant Graveyard. Mm, yeah. Where the cars just realize they're about to die, so they just yes. drive off to this land to die. <laughs> I forgot that that's the thing we've said, is that the cars do Elephant Graveyards. Uh, they have but yeah, an but... inherent understanding of when they are about to die, and then they just have an instinct to go to a place to be dead. That's very powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not as powerful as BigThink.com's uh, culture-religion-forward-slash-norse-rituals, question mark, rebel, T-I-T-E-M equals one pound sign. It's too much. Yeah. It's an article about yeah. Vikings unwittingly making their sword stronger by using bones. Nice. So we do have two very thematically powerful hypotheses here. And honestly, the being buried and the car serving as a casket is not thematically unpowerful. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit on brand. It's it's what it is. 
So maybe you know, maybe different cultures, like different strokes for different folks. Uh, you know, or like just personal choice <laughs> as you die as like the choice of whether to be cremated or buried. Uh, <laughs> but there's a third option and it's going and elephant graveyarding. Now, if people were to do that, I don't know how that could be anything but just the worst. No, yeah. Translated to humans, that's pretty grotesque. Because these are vehicles. They're meant yeah. to be able to transport and to transport themselves. Gotta remember that they're vehicles. The closer to death humans are, the worse they are at traveling in a lot of situations. Oh, yeah. I was more thinking about the pile of human bodies just somewhere, but... See, that's what I'm saying is that my my big concern is that, yes, there's going to be this big pile of human bodies... But it's also going to be very close to where everyone is. Yeah, they can't. It get will too not be far, far away. Yeah. So and yes, also pile just, of bodies, horrific. But also the fact that it's right there. Yeah, and just watching people do it would be sad. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, is that is that uh, Steve? What's Steve doing? Oh no, he's got that look in his eyes. I think he's. Yep, he's walking over to the pile. Oh, no, he's dropping off flowers. He's fine. He's probably got another week. Deeply upsetting. Uh... <laughs> All right. So we've talked about uh, we've talked about the subject of crushing the bodies. We've talked about the innards. We've got more to say about that, I'm sure. But yep. uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, let's see a good third to halfway through this episode talk about why we're talking about this yeah i'll go ahead and do the wiki quote of the day of the day all right this week we are going over to world give of me that Drive. wiki quote of the day of the day okay thank you this <laughs> week we are going over to world of cars slash wiki slash steve underscore hercel that's a strange now, last name yeah i've pronounced it to maybe hide a little bit uh why we're talking about it uh, but if you just go right here to the first sentence of the article, Steve Hersell is an American hearse. Oh. So, yeah. Now, Lucas, for those those listening at home who do not know, what's a hearse? Hearse is what we put coffin in to go to cemetery. Huh. We put coffin in to go to cemetery. Yeah. Uh, coffin. For those Human listening coffin. at home, who, what, what, what is a coffin? Coffin is where human human go to be to go and ground. Wait, uh, humans don't go in ground. Why would you put uh, human in ground? Uh, after they've died. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Wooden uh, box. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a coffin in that character in the. In this Cars film for kids. Potentially, yeah. Pretty Who, uh, pretty high potential of that. So this, this, this character is a machine designed to carry coffins, mm-hmm. which carry uh, deceased human beings. Yeah. Now, Lucas, why would that be a thing? Now, that's an excellent question, John. Uh, and just to dispel any thoughts you might have about it, he's like a normal-sized one. Car can't fit in there. 
So pit, just to pit make crew sure, can't fit in there. They they named him. Yeah. A pun yeah. on the fact that he is in fact a hearse. Yes. And they in no way changed his design for him to be the sort of hearse that would carry anything other than humans. Yeah, it it is. It's an issue. Uh, and I will say his part is so small that he literally doesn't even have a bio, which if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that every Tom, Tom, Jane and Sarah out there in the cars verse has a name and a biography just somewhere that ends up on the wiki and we read it. But and, I will. Uh, s- go we got to give we got to give an example of how obscure this gets. There is a character in one of the films that is fully bioed out because they are a character who is a fan of another character who is on screen just to fly over a stand. I I was thinking of her too. I can't remember her name off the top of my head because why would I? But she's her literal only part is she's on screen for three seconds and she looks up at a plane flying over and is like, oh, cool. She doesn't say that, but she looks like that. Okay, so we've got a character (laughs) who is a little girl who is a fan of a jet. And she gets a bio. But all we know about this character, who is a fully named character, is that they are a hearse. And uh-huh. their name has hearse in it. Yeah, it's wild to me that they named him, but did not, did not expand on, like, who he is or his whole deal. He is in Cars 3, if you're wondering. Uh, I went, there's a screenshot of him here. I think he's literally just on the road for a second. Probably just an Easter egg, like, oh, there's a hearse. But while he doesn't have a bio, I gotta say one thing he does have is a die-cast car model. (laughs) So, this character was so important to the creators of these films (laughs) that they gave him a name Uh based on what he is, and they have a die-cast model of this character. Yeah, like a little Hot Wheels of him. You can go and buy it. uh, Which I gotta say, Johnny, never before... Up until I found this wiki entry for Steve Hersell, have I ever been like, you know, maybe I'll get one of the little die casts and I could start a collection of them since I do this dumb show about them. But the second I saw that he was available, the hearse with eyes and a mouth, I was like, you know, I might as well throw it on my Christmas list as well as a few other weird ones. Uh, like the Pope Mobile. The Pope Mobile also has a die cast, if you're wondering. It does. It, I'll go ahead and answer. It does have the Pope inside it, who is also a car. But we can't get too wrapped up in that right now. Like, it, this is the. We, have, we make fun of the wikis because they're, you know, Bonkers? a little silly. Uh, but it's just sparse. They've done what they can. They've got a trivia entry here, just in case you didn't get it. Uh, And it says his last name is a pun on hearse, which, yeah, we did get that, but it's important. I I agree with them doing it. It's an important thing to list just in case someone doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. Now, here's 
where I'm going to have to disagree with you on a fundamental level. Sure. I don't think that that is an accurate way of putting it. I think that the fact that this is so barren tells us so much about this character. Okay. The fact that we don't have more information is just leagues more information. The the only things they want us to know about this character are that he's a hearse and that he exists. They want us to know for a fact there is a character in the third Cars film, a movie that has heavy themes and references to getting older and possibly dying. And death itself with the heavy emphasis on... uh... Doc Hudson, a, a character gone. who has passed away. Yeah. So this character in this movie with a strange emphasis on death is all about death. Yeah. And they want you to know two things. He does exist and he is death. Destroyer of worlds. Are you saying Steve Hersel is the Grim Reaper? I'm saying what is the Grim Reaper? Eh, a Grim figure Reaper's clad in black who yeah. ferries people into the great beyond. Yeah, okay, man. What is a hearse? No, it, it's those things you said also. It's also those things you said? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so for sure, I am weirdly confident there's at least one person working on this film who really wanted to include death as a character. The evidence is there, man, because they... The issue is they did put a hearse in their film, and they didn't have to. No one was holding a gun to their head and said, hey, you gotta do this. It wasn't important to the plot. It w- it wasn't like we were like, oh, this makes no sense. There wasn't a half a second shot of a hearse in the background earlier. Uh, so how could have Cruz Ramirez won the race? Mm-hmm. They They chose based on nothing else to just throw Steve Hersell in this movie. And uh, it's, it's rough. See, and again, there's just so, so many like important distinctions. They didn't throw this hearse into any movie. It wasn't cars one, cars two, planes, one planes, fire and rescue. Yeah. They included it in specifically the movie focused most on death. They included this character who has no other distinguishable characteristics other than being a hearse named hearse. They included that and specifically didn't give you anything else. The lack of anything else, the fact that it was this movie and what he is and the fact that you're only supposed to know that that's what he is. All of those things are screaming to me. This character is meant to be death. And it's not supposed to be scary. He's not supposed to be this big, terrifying, menacing creature. He's just another guy. He's just there. He's he's there, and we all have to accept that. Yeah, a bit of a memento mori in the middle of their their art piece that they did. That's that's some art history classes showing up for me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but okay, we're. <laughs> We're going to get to the implications of a human-sized hearse in this world just based on, you know, are there humans dying in this world? But if he's the Grim Reaper, mm-hmm. 
if he is death himself, did Lightning die in the middle of the race? And Cruz took over for him? And it's a bit more symbolic? I think it was possibly even something else of maybe he made the right choice. Mm. Maybe if Lightning had kept pushing himself too hard to finish this race, maybe he would have died. Okay, I like that way better than like my uh, nonsense, like YouTube, uh, like conspiracy. Was, was lightning, lightning dead, dead the whole time? time? Uh, no, yeah. he, he wasn't. No, he almost no. died, and there the specter of death was just looming there, waiting. Yeah, even if it was, if even if like Steve herself is not death himself uh he maybe he was a literal memento mori to to lightning a reminder of death like Mm -hmm. lightning just saw him and that sort of put it in perspective for him he's like i love racing but it's not worth dying over what was i thinking no i'm old and there's a hearse right there and i gotta give the youth a chance to just go out there and prove themselves. I like to think that in this version, if this is the truth, Lightning's so freaked out, like he says, like, oh, I gotta give you a chance, yeah. <laughs> that maybe he's not even considering I'm so old. He's just like, something's going to go wrong and I need to get out of here. And like, I like Cruz, but better her than me, you know? She's more likely to survive the inevitable uh, assault on our lives. Maybe, okay, maybe Lightning would have died in the bit where uh, Jackson was pushing Cruz up against the wall and she does the Hudson Hornet jump over the top of him. Maybe mm-hmm. Lightning couldn't have done that. So by replacing Cruz in there, of course, Lightning was falling behind and wouldn't have been in that position. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, it's a ridiculous premise. <laughs> <laughs> he was only falling behind because his heart wasn't in it yeah uh yeah whatever uh but yeah i really like that lightning saw C- steve herself and it shook him to his core and that's what made him that's what partially made him realize his limitations finally i believe we've said it before uh we've talked about that cars three is a movie that is extremely respectful of the ideas of aging and uh, trying to uh, respect your elders while also accepting the youth trying to move in making room for the the new uh, up-and-comers and And it's uh, really just a tale of aging and accepting aging but if we have this character that is the specter of death that hangs over and forces you to accept this sort of thing is that better is that worse what does that mean that people have to be forcibly reminded of their death to be willing to accept the future i mean i can see that sort of playing out similarly uh in our universe like you know uh I don't know that it says too much specifically about the cars first, because I could see someone pushing themselves too hard uh, and seeing, I don't know, like an ad for a funeral home and being like, oh, maybe I should stop it. Yeah. Maybe I should not do that. 
there's a, a strangely prevalent thing where a lot of like weightlifter athletes will push themselves too hard and their hearts will give out. And it's one of those things where you have to realize that there is a limit to how much you should push. And sometimes you need a reminder to think, I am only human. I should not try to exceed every day because someday that's going to catch up to me. Yeah, I guess good. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if Steve Hersell was not just a thematic choice to remind to either be a literal or figurative specter of death to push lightning out of the game and just was a literal hearse who just likes racing probably brings down the crowd around him a bit if he shows up and sits next to him but that's not here nor there i don't know i don't think he was a particular bummer of a character yeah i don't know again he was just another guy yeah but Okay, here, does he have a human dead body in him? <laughs> We've talked no. about the thematic implications. Let's talk about the literal implications of a hearse. As we discussed last week, yeah. uh, yes, of course he does. You never see you never see the manufacturer, but the manufacturer is in fact uh, underground dwelling humans who make sure everything runs smoothly. And uh, whenever they die and need to be taken to some other location, they are put in a coffin, and uh, this grim specter of death just ferries them on their way. I mean, okay. Yep. And he, he, he does join a class of characters that we've always had issue with, you know? Mm-hmm. Of, like, why do they still exist in this universe? Of, like, uh, Miss Fritter the bus, who no car could fit on. Yeah, she even says she works for the school district, but like, how are you like a counselor? Because you can't be a school bus. Uh, well, or like maybe they're... she is a teacher who drives two of the students. Okay, sort of like a reverse homeschool. Mm-hmm. It's it's a homeschool, but it's a home to you school. School to home. You're a school e. home. Phone home. Yep, we that that's what it is. Uh, so it's not like we haven't had issue with like and like taxis exist and uh, like ambulances that couldn't possibly fit a car in them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we usually determine like I think we've said like the ambulance is like a medical professional it doesn't necessarily ferry the cars, but like you know. It does medicine on them. Miss mm-hmm. Fritter works for the school district. She doesn't ferry the cars. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Steve is just like a mortician. He just prepares the bodies or analyzes them after they have passed? Yeah, or like a funeral ho- home d- uh, director or uh, uh, like forensics person, like you were saying. Maybe even he's a grief counselor. Yeah, that would be great. And it's like something we could probably use a lot more of in this world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like, obviously, we don't want to force these cars into these positions, but it seems like their society does. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you're born a war thing, you're a war thing. Although, yeah. Dusty Crop Hopper is staring us in the face saying, are you sure about that? He did <laughs> have to be surgically altered. That's true. He yeah that is a thing that happened in that movie god i do not like planes one uh but 
it does seem like a, a, a fairly common theme that like, you know, I don't know, maybe Steve's one of those things. He's, he's, or he could be a grave digger. I don't know. Probably not that. How would he do that? I mean, poorly, you know, just thinking about it, that man, that rich man, he buried a car. It's a big hole. That's going to be so ridiculous. One major problem we have in our world is that in big cities, graveyards fill up real fast. Yeah. And we don't have anywhere to put those bodies. It's yeah. a reason why the catacombs exist. It's it's unfortunate, but we need to find a way to not bury bodies. We need to figure out something better to do. Because, sure, it's a form of respect for the dead. But at the same time, we shouldn't let our respect for the dead impact the future of the living negatively. So I'm all for, and I've probably said this on the podcast, but in case I haven't, I like the idea of being made into a tree and also a gemstone and also a weapon. But the weapon, uh, of course, would be one of my more silly, oh, that's just a neat idea of, oh, look, here's a sword made of me. That would, I mean, it'd be cool, man. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it wouldn't be cool. Might not be the, like, I don't know, symbolic uh, comfort that your loved ones might want. <laughs> but it'd be cool as, as hell, man. True, but, like, also think of how powerful that's going to make someone feel. Like, sure, uh, I did lose my father. But at the same time, in losing my father, I gained this uh, ancient <laughs> blade of awesome daddom that makes me so powerful. That's got to be at least like a plus one or two in D&D, you know? Mm-hmm. That has to have something. My father is with me always, literally, in the form of a sword that I carry. <laughs> He's right here. And uh. if you don't back up, he'll be right over in you. Mm-hmm. That came out a little wrong, but I stand by it. Absolutely. Okay. So where are these giant human graveyards? See, I'm starting to think that even with our old theory of by old, I mean last week, theory of the manufacturer <laughs> being people. Sure. After a certain point, you don't need that many people. Yeah. Because you just need it to be, oh, they can make parts, which can be very automated. They can oversee small corrections and whatnot. They can uh, have things built. But generally, a lot of the vehicles are going to be able to do a lot of the work for them. So maybe it's a one-to-one. And we already talked about how maybe it's like one-eighth of the population of our earth itself so if we only had one eighth the humans there'd be a lot more space to keep the bodies and even still we could always go the soylent route and say that they just recycle the bodies of the people yeah i will say that doesn't line up with steve herself being you know necessary Uh, i mean he could be a food delivery service oh yeah uber eats am i right oh (laughs) i didn't like that very much (laughs) Strike it from the record. I'm not going to edit it out because I think you all should hear it. But it's, I'm sorry, it's too good. But also, it's deeply troubling, which is why I it has to stay. Yeah, but even if they don't eat the people, which gosh, we always cut back to that, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I mean we already say that they live underground. Like, yeah, maybe he's being transported to a giant human catacomb, uh, you know, or whoever is in Steve. 
I like to think there was no one in Steve when he stopped to watch the Florida Speedway Piston Cup final uh, at the end of Cars 3, because that's that's a seems like a fireable offense. <laughs> I don't know, because like, I have to assume that there's a whole process of getting the bodies in and out, and there's probably just an, an amount of freedom there where like, okay, it's understood that Sometimes you're just going to have a body in you for a while. I don't like that, John, but... That's fair. I mean, but hey, sometimes you just have a dead body inside of you. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I'm going to stand by that it was Steve's day off. Uh, and I'm okay like, with that. Yeah, because, I don't know, he's going to a race. <laughs> like, just get your job done, man. Now, before you go to the Piston Cup finals. Now, Lucas, let's get yeah. a little bit further into weaving some theories together. Okay. All right. That's the whole podcast, is it not? <laughs> True, but I'm weaving theories that we already have together. Okay, sure. All right. The manufacturer is people. People are creatures that live underground, uh, out of view of society. Yeah. Okay. We've got that theory. And we've got the theory that there are these basically uh, deities, these, uh, uh, what are they called, demigods, the trains. Okay. We've got the idea of society is running because of these small people hidden behind the scenes. We've got these trains that we say, wherever they go, things seem to just be created. Yeah. We also know that this is post-apocalyptic future. In this version, in this theory, in this version, yes. So, my theory is that it's a Snowpiercer future. Okay. Mm, Okay. Origin stories, Snowpiercer. The train technology advances. People work on this technology, and then they start living inside of the trains, and then they start becoming one with the trains. Do you mind if I spoil the uh, big reveal at the end of Snowpiercer? I know the big reveal at the end of Snowpiercer, and if you don't and haven't seen it and want to, I will say it's a super good movie, A, and B, the reveal is like super intense and good. So if you have want to watch the movie, just like skip ahead a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. All right. So the thing that keeps the train running... It's like the Soylent reveal of, oh, they feed the people this disgusting mishmash of just biology and bugs. But then you find out that the reason the train's able to run at all is because it was designed to have people able to repair it constantly by living inside of it. And those people have to be small enough to fit inside of it comfortably, which is why they've been abducting children the entire movie. Children are inside of these creatures, these these demigod trains, keeping them running. Oof, okay, yeah. So the weaving is that this is a post-apocalyptic future in which the demigod trains have the manufacturer inside of them, building, creating, fixing, and they're just living inside of the train in different, like, small little areas in this terrible, terrible existence, going about their days, and whenever one needs to be replaced, you call up good old Grim Reaper, 
and you have the the dead manufacturer bodies just carried away and that's how the manufacturer exists and that's how demigod trains exist and that's how society functions that sucks a lot man like a mm-hmm. lot but i mean it fits snowpiercer it fits our existing theories well enough i guess <laughs> It fits decently enough, sure. I'll give it to you. I won't personally believe it, but I'll say you've you've done enough like work to make it so I'm like, yeah, I can't say it's not true. All right, all right. Boy howdy, that is an upsetting thing to think about. Ain't it though? Yep. It is. I'll answer that myself. Yes, it is. Uh oh man. I had a whole thing I was going to talk about, but you fully distracted me with the Snowpiercer stuff. Now I'm just thinking about Snowpiercer. Again, watch Snowpiercer if you haven't. If you listen to that, even against our warnings, sorry, but still watch it. It's super good. Chris Evans is in it. Chris Evans is, in fact, in it, and so is John Hurt. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. Do we feel like, okay, I feel like we've super expanded on burying the cars, Mm-hmm. We've super expanded on cremation slash recycling. We've super expanded on Steve Hersell, both uh, for cars and for people. I feel like we haven't done enough like work on, on Cube Crush. Crush Cube. All right. So from what I have seen, the idea behind Cube Crush is that you crush the cube, sure. the flatten the car, yeah. the... Uh shoot. I was gonna try and like turn that into a Sweeney Todd thing, but no, again, no, I'm just I, I'm I, not feeling it. I could sort of feel it. Uh like yep. the the shave of the face. Were you doing Pirelli? A little bit. I cut to the hair, I shave a the fi- the face. To shave of the face. Yeah. Shave of the beard. Uh but so what that does is they crush it, they compact it, and then from what I understand after that point, they tear it to scraps so that it can be little bits of car that are melted down and sorted. Okay, so it may be just like a step one in the cremation process. Yeah, it's not okay. the be-all, end-all. It's a part of the process. They I, just pr- I figure that crush has to them be down true. in the meantime, you know? Mm-hmm. I figure that has to be true because if 95% are reclaimed, then why on earth are they crushing these cars? Yeah, yeah. But I do want to talk a bit about, uh, I don't remember his name. He's the the spy car who dies at the beginning of Cars 2 by being cube crushed. Mm-hmm. Is that just like, would that be an equivalent? I mean, obviously it would be an equivalent to a human being crushed into a small cube. But it would also, would it also be a sort of equivalent of like a human being buried alive in a weird way? I think it's more akin to just being cremated alive yeah because it uh, also happens almost buried alive it's a a long process it takes a bit for you to suffocate but like that's the torture is you're stuck in there and you can't do anything about it but this one is more just oh you're going to experience an excruciating amount of pain and you'll be dead fairly soon although i will say what if the squishy bit is significantly smaller than we thought. And now, how small are we talking? Small enough to fit in the cube. Small okay, that doesn't make any sense. Cube. That does, I mean, that, if you it done doesn't make squished any sense. it, if you done squished it, 
then it's yeah, squishy bit can't fit in there. So who knows? Yeah. Oh, I remembered what I wanted to say earlier. I went back to the cubes as like a, uh, I don't remember. But we've talked a lot about cars, and I think we can assume the same sort of goes for the pities, the forklifts. Mm-hmm. But I do want to talk a bit about planes and boats because okay. I don't know. Boats just seem like I don't know. They sink. That's what they do. A burial at sea for a being that lives its life at sea. You know. Now, from what I understand. When a boat is being retired, if it's a very large boat, they just bring it up out of the water slowly and then take it apart there. So there is no crushing for this vehicle if it's a very large boat. It's just basically you pick apart at the corpse until it's gone. Which also is thematically similar to me to cremation. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe again with a few more steps and a, a bit more meticulous. Now, I was uh, thinking more along the lines of this is very much like in Pacific Rim when the creatures would die and be scavenged. Now, okay, that's pretty dark and good. There mm-hmm. we go. You got there, Johnny. And you've got good old Hellboy selling your uh, dangly bits because it's supposed to be an aphrodisiac. Yeah, he does do that in Pacific Rim. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've connected this movie, these movies to Pacific Rim, so maybe there's a culture of it. Mm-hmm. It's just more acceptable to take apart and use the parts of a deceased body. And, you know, the way we connected it to Pacific Rim is the sort of, like, mind drift technology. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I remember right, the secondary main character who isn't John Boyega in Pacific Rim 2 Uprising is like a literal like jaeger scavenger like not a kaiju but a jaeger so there's also a tradition of doing it on the machines you know Mm -hmm. you take apart the kaiju you take apart the exosuit it's just what you do yeah and maybe after a while like like they do a lot of work especially in the first one to be like hey monsters came so we built our own monsters there's a line that's almost exactly that in the first one Mm -hmm. uh so maybe the line between jaegers and kaiju just sort of gets a little blurred and it's just like a giant beast giant beast dies we take it we take its parts as we've talked about that does happen in the the second movie yeah, they literally combine a Jaeger and a Kaiju. Man, mm-hmm. I don't remember Pacific Rim 2 Uprising at all because it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's uh, it's a movie. Yeah, you can say that much for it. So, yeah, it's just like, what's, wh- what is an aircraft carrier but like a Kaiju to a car, you know? Yep, except one that you used to talk to who was a friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except fully sentient. And your friend, Joe. Now, imagine, Lucas, if you will. Yeah. That you and I had a friend who was just, like, 20 feet tall and super big. And, like, was perfectly fine with us just, like, sometimes, uh, like, sitting down in a chair that is just grafted onto his back. I'm already loving this. This sounds like the best possible scenario. Keep going. I don't have anything else. I'm just very happy about this idea of our friend who is essentially a, just a giant care, carrier person, and I love it. 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm a pretty big fan of that myself. Can you imagine, like, I don't know, walking into a meeting? It's just, well, it'd have to be an outdoor meeting or something. Uh, no, we'll just have buildings that are built for random assortments of very, very large people, uh, mid-sized people, and very, very small people. Yeah, well, we the world will change to accommodate our best friend, Large Joseph. Mm-hmm. Large Joseph, or as we call him, Joe, and uh, he's just a, a very friendly guy who likes to carry people. Yeah, and like he almost sees it as like, you know, I'm this big, it's it's my way to give give back, you know? And I also, guess. there's a bit of passion behind it. He feels like it's something that he was born for, it's something that he's very good at, and like when he does it, it's like, you know, I feel like this is just what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, and one day when Large Joseph does pass, uh, does shuffle off this mortal coil, we will scavenge him for his uh, parts. I will take some of his very large bones, and I will make swords out of him. It's what Large Joseph would have wanted. Uh... And if uh, this happens, there is a good chance that if we use more Cars logic, instead of making swords out of him... We'll just make other people out of we'll him. make Large Joseph Mark II. Who will have a completely different personality, might be several different robots, might be part of another robot. You know? Like Voltron. Mm-hmm. Like, like Voltron? Like any of the, uh, the, the Zords? The Megazords? The Zords. Mm-hmm. That's good. I hope someday we meet Large Joseph. Ah, someday soon can't come soon enough yeah i'm tired of walking uh okay so uh, normal sized boats though i imagine <laughs> just get almost elephant graveyard-esque they just know their time and sort of sink turn off all the stuff that makes them float i mean that's not how boats work but they they find a way to sink <laughs> okay now we have talked about before the possibility of uh maybe they just go to the bermuda triangle and become ghost pirates yeah i was thinking about the bermuda triangle because it would also serve our planes that we haven't talked much about Mm -hmm. very well maybe this elephant graveyard is just there's a very large triangle in the ocean where a lot of planes and a lot of boats just go to disappear yeah they they know it's their time to it's be where, or not to be, not to be, you know? It's where the uh, Charybdis lives. Help me out. A, a giant uh, Greek beast that was a giant whirlpool that would suck yes, ships yeah, okay. into it and destroy yeah. it. And uh, also Carpon. Yeah, no, I got there. I got there. After. <laughs> I, you, I mean, you you brought me there. I, I, I had to ask. Uh, and I'm ashamed because I'm the Greek mythology one. I'm hoping that that one's the Charybdis and not the Scylla. Yeah, I can never remember. All right, Charybdis uh, is the enormous whirlpool. Nice. Congratulations. That's really great, man. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. In my you defense, got... I've been a little bit uh, more fixated on myth- mythology right right the past week because I've been playing a lot of Hades. Oh, man, I got to get into Hades. It looks so good. I have played probably 60 hours of it. And I've had it for yeah. maybe two weeks. Yeah, I've gotten back into shiny hunting a bit, but then I I got a, a shiny Reggie Rock encounter and I failed it. Uh, he ran out of PP oh, and struggled no. himself to death. That's, it was very upsetting. It's devastating. 
That's why you always keep the master. Now, I had one, John. I just wasn't keeping track of the PP, and it was he oh, only no. needed one struggle to take himself out. So I got very upset and bought Pokemon Crystal on the virtual console on the 3DS, and now I'm playing that instead because I can get a guaranteed shiny Gyarados there. I don't have to. I don't have to do any. I don't have to reset two thousand times. <laughs> That's fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, oh, this is a joke I haven't done in ages. Anyway, that was our Pokemon uh, podcast called <laughs> "Gotta Cast Them All." Not terrible. <laughs> Not. Like, not the best. I, if I'd have to guess, that also exists. Uh, yeah, probably. But it's better than what came to mind immediately for me. Go for it. So that's uh, podcast chew. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, yep. Pcast chew. That's worse. Uh, anyway, Maybe just podcachu. Uh, <laughs> nope. Okay. Although of the three, that one's the best. Keep that. Tm tm tm. Uh. <laughs> uh is there anything else we need to say about cars dying and what happens thereafter? Uh, a whole lot of spooky stuff. <laughs> there are ghosts, so there are literally ghosts in the there cars first. There are literal ghosts, and there also are just terrifying graveyards of just a bunch of exposed bodies. Yeah, so there's that. This feels like the end of our podcast since we talked about Pokemon, just as if we weren't doing a podcast for a while. Fair enough. Uh, so thanks for listening to that. <laughs> anyway, we really appreciate y'all tuning into our podcast, even though we talk about cars maybe 60% of the length of each episode, maybe. And yeah, if you want to send us ideas of stuff to talk about, that'd be great. Clearly we need it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us specific suggestions for our themed episodes, like where we talk about movies that could be connected to cars, or moments that would be weird in Cars history, or this car, let's talk about them for a while, the episode. Uh, you can do that. We really love it. Or if you just want to check in, say hello, that'd be cool. And you could do all that either at our email, which is thekachat at gmail.com, or on our Twitter, which is at thekachat. Both of those are one word. Uh, now John says something and you never know what it's gonna be remember to like comment subscribe uh tell anyone and everyone to uh listen to our podcast okay well that's the end of the show i'm lucas he's john don't forget to float like a cadillac and sting like a beaver